It's Monday the 14th of June 2021. My name's Alex Elliott and you're listening to The Week in Iceland, the programme that asks what's been happening in Iceland this week, why it happened and why we should care. I'm joined this week by the presenter and journalist Anna Marcibil Clausen. Welcome to you. Thank you. Uh, if you're wondering where we were last week, that's entirely my fault. Apologies for that. Uh, but we're back now with news that Althingi has finished its summer term with a flurry of new laws, but some very conspicuous flagship bills that did not make it through. Uh, among them, constitutional change and plans for a giant new national park in the Highlands. The volcano has been keeping people on their toes in more ways than one. Uh, covering a hiking trail yesterday, which closed access to the whole site. Two days before that, a group of tourists risked their lives for a photograph. New, less stringent COVID-19 prevention rules have been announced for later this week, helped along by the progress of vaccination, which is itself partly helped along by a loan from Sweden. First of its kind, uh, a case on workers' accommodation and fire safety ended in a guilty verdict last week. Various healthcare stories are in the news, including a shortage of emergency care capacity, a shortage of elderly care places, continuing cervical smear test problems, and the pandemic's worse impact on mental health of immigrants than people who were born here. And finally, the biggest summer of roadworks since before the banking crash has begun, though the weather this week doesn't look to be very summery. In fact, it's been a strange spring and early summer so far overall. Where would you like to begin? Wherever you feel uh, comfortable. Oh, that's not how this show works. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll start at the top. So, yeah. the, what did we call it? The National um, Park? Is mm. that what we call it in the Highlands? That I was think. kind of, it was the flagship bill of the Environment Minister, at least. And one of the... Definitely. Big, for yeah, for, the, for the Left Green Party, this is, this is a big loss, I would say. This is, you know, one of those things where their, um, their voters... You know, they really, really relied on them to get this through. And their voters have, of course, not been very happy or at least, the you know, maybe it's the very vocal minority. I guess we'll see. But, mm. the, you know, definitely a, a big portion of their voters have not been happy with them working with the Independence Party at all and uh, say that, you know, they've kind of given away some of their values you know they haven't uh, they haven't been as humane when it comes to immigration and uh, refugees mm. and and in terms of you know it's the left green party they're supposed to be the party of nature they're supposed to be the ones that you know really put nature in the forefront and they have this as their as their big thing on their agenda this uh, national park in the highlands and and they didn't get anywhere mm. with it. And I feel like that's going to hurt them in uh, in the coming elections. And what about the the new constitution, or at least the constitutional change bill as well? That was from the Prime Minister herself. That didn't go through either. Right. It didn't feel like they were pushing very hard for it, did it? Mm. Um, <laughs> Good you point. know, they. You know, sometimes, sometimes at the end, we we see this happen at the end of Parliament when you know when there's a few months left, the um, the ministers will put some aspirational bills out there, mm-hmm. kind of kind of just to say that they did, and um, of course I don't know if that was what Catherine was doing or if she just didn't have time until then. But we've you know we've seen this before with aspirational bills that are never actually meant to be passed, mm. uh, and so you know. But it's something that they can point to because uh, we have seen the fight for a new constitution or a reworked constitution. You know, it's been very loud. It's been very present in the last year. And so if that 
comes up again during this election season, they can point to it and go like, oh, we we did, we did try, but uh, it didn't go through. And I, I, I wonder if people are going to, you know, take them at their word for it or be a little bit more cynical and think, ah, but it was never actually meant to be. Mm. The president commented on it, I think, yesterday, uh, which is interesting because he doesn't comment that often on, on the workings of parliament. But he said that he was... Um, he didn't necessarily say because he doesn't uh, take sides when it comes to what's supposed to be in uh, in any laws or um, and even in the constitution. But he said that he was um, disappointed that it didn't even receive any discussion in parliament, which I think is very. I mean, that's very interesting and very fair that you know even that they even really weren't willing to discuss it. Even given the push that was happening, I think I find that very interesting, and that it will be interesting to see what happens during election season. If if this bill, if 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 it will still be relevant, if people will be focusing at all on the constitution or on the Highland Park, or if we will have something completely different at the centre stage. Mm. Well, the constitutional thing that was big news back in early this year, anyway, and. A large right. proportion of the nation was behind this change. Definitely. But on the political side, which, I mean, the pirates obviously are very pro mm -hmm. and most of the left greens, but maybe not in government, maybe not in the cabinet. Right. Who else? That, that's... Who else is for it? Mm, politically. Mm. I'm, I'm not sure. Was something pushing for it at all? Not loudly. Not loudly. <laughs> maybe, no. Maybe it, it, it kind of it kind of feels like things are gonna come out now. You know, we're gonna have to see. Well, or maybe not, because this is the thing. Icelanders, you know, as a lobbying body, <laughs> you know, people get very loud for a little bit, and the sparks fly, Ooh, and, and then, then suddenly <laughs> there's something else. Yeah, yeah, they manage to point somewhere else, and then you know the focus shifts. Mm. So I'm not even sure that uh, that this is gonna be. You know, a, a big talking point during the election season. I I bet against it, actually. All three of the coalition parties have said that they would be willing to work with each other if they, you know, do well in the elections next time. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of unusual in a way to be going into the election with that openly stated already and right. the fact that they're such different parties, as sure. you said before. Sure. I think even more unusual, well, even if it did happen last election, is the amount of parties that are saying, well, we won't work with uh, this party. Mm. We won't work with Sjálfstæðisflokkurinn. We won't work with uh, Flokkurinn. Mm. You know, I think it's, uh, I think that might be even more unusual that people are saying, no, we, we don't, <laughs> you know, even if that's what the voters end up putting out there and wanting that's not we won't work with them um, which is that's good too as well because I mean, the voters sure. know definitely what to expect definitely i think it if if it is something that they are willing to be firm on mm. i i think that kind of remains to be seen i don't know if i believe it <laughs> and i don't know and and that's i mean i think it's still if we take people at their word and we think okay you know that for some voters that would be good because there are some voters and that definitely might help uh, some Fylkingin, uh, grab some of left green movements votes because a lot of the left green movements voters were not happy with them working with Sjálfstæðisflokkurinn mm. so that might definitely help uh, drag some voters over to, I guess, the, the middle then, which is, seems strange in this context, but yeah. But it will, might also alienate some voters. It might alienate those who, 
you know, who focus on cooperation. I think I do think that this government has shown that you know it's 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 interesting that they have been able to work together. They were the government that was very set on not exploding, not uh, you know having for there not having to be another election in the middle of term, um, and and they did it. You know, mm. regardless of what else they may have done, they at least held. And, and the, the and left Green Party, they've proven that they can not only lead a government, but they yeah. can lead a government with Sjálfstæðisflokkurinn. Exactly. And it lasts for four years. Definitely. And I do think that some people look towards that and think, you know, if politics is about working together and finding a middle ground, I mean, the left Green movement has proven that that's something they can do. Uh, and... And I think that for some people that's maybe surprising and for some people that's surprising in a good way where it's, you know, where you think, oh, you know, they can work together, they can find the middle ground. And and for others, it's how could they find a middle ground with, you know, people who or or, you know, opinions that do not match my worldview at all. And I'm their voter. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it it's definitely being pulled more towards center. And it'll be interesting to see if. During the election season, they try to kind of swing more to the left again, make make promises or statements or, uh, you know, that kind of get their voters thinking, oh, they might be, you know, going a little bit out of out of this cooperation session, you mm. know, because th- that might be important for them to hold on to their older voters or, you know, their base, but maybe they're forming a new base. Yeah. That's a very good point. Um, before we move on, we've talked quite extensively about the government. We haven't even mentioned from Sjöldna mm. Um Are they... Where, where do they stand in this? A little bit of a lost voice, maybe? A little bit. Framsokn is interesting. You know, they they went headhunting uh, for for candidates and they went headhunting in some interesting directions. Uh, we have uh, heard... Um, <laughs> somebody, somebody mentioned recently to me how that uh, Brynja Dan, who is one of their candidates, you know, she, uh, she went fighting against uh, before she became a candidate for Fram. So she went fighting against uh, the petting suslaki uh, for their treatment of animals. But mm. now with Framsok, you know, she she kind of represents mink farmers. <laughs> you know, so they went searching in interesting directions when you know when their base is farmers and uh, you know people who who you know work with farm animals or farm animals and uh, I, yeah i feel like they're trying to get younger mm. uh, but i also feel like they're trying to kind of kind of establish themselves as a more kind of sensible laid back version of the uh, of you know whatever they were before because they do want to distance themselves from Midflokkurin. Um but yeah they haven't been very they haven't been very visible aside from maybe uh Ausmundur now uh putting out those changes to what what do we call it Barnavarndanemt children's mm. you know children's health or not not so much health but protection agency mm. Um, splitting that uh, that up, making sure that um, that uh, it won't be politically mandated. You know, there won't be political. It won't be politicians running it <laughs> anymore, as much as professionals, which is interesting. I think that's a big, big move for the coming election. 
Right. And well, not one that many people are going to be arguing against. No, it's, it's going to be a very popular move, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to pull a lot of people who would have never voted for Framsok before over to that side. And on talk, that issue. Yeah, on that issue. Yeah. And I do think we vote on issues. You know, there's there's two, way, two ways Icelandic voters go. They go with the party that they've always voted for. Or maybe it's three ways. They go with the party they've always voted for. They go with the person they've always voted for. And then they go with an issue that they, you know, that tugs at their heartstrings. And I do think that's one of the big issues that really tugs on people's heartstrings. And it's, you know, one of those issues that really broke up the last government. Mm. When uh, when somebody who uh, had was a child molester and had, you know, gotten sentences such, uh, you know, Cut. What do we what do we call it? Um, oh, it was um, yeah. What was it called? Restored honor. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Is... So he got his uh, sentence kind of scrubbed off his record, mm. and uh, you know, because this this is something that tugs at people's heartstrings. It is important for people that children are you know treated with the you know given the rights that they need and given the protection that they need, and and the last few years have shown that you know, that they're not getting the protection that we want them to get <laughs> as a group. And so, yeah, I think this will be huge. Mm. And that's a glow-up, by the way, for Ausmitter, who only a few years ago was uh, in the news for being drunk and disorderly on a plane wearing a green suit, and he was kind of a laughing stock. And so now he's been talking in the news about his own experiences as a child, uh, coming from a broken home, mm. and uh, and yeah, having a broken childhood, and so yeah, it's 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 a glow up where you know instead of being the drunk guy on the plane, he's now the children's hero, and using his own experiences to kind of yeah to kind of work for them, and that's it's very interesting to see, and it's something that I don't think a lot of people would have expected necessarily from from so, so it'll be interesting interesting to see where they go for sure. Absolutely. On that note, let's move on yeah. to a different topic. Yeah. Should we talk about uh, people who run from volcanoes <laughs> or run <laughs> or towards? Run, to, run towards, <laughs> yeah. Um, so the path, first of all, mm-hmm. hiking trail A was overcome with lava about nine o'clock yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't a huge surprise, but it happened quicker than they thought it would do. Um, so... First of all, do you know, is is it open again today? Not, obviously not the path, but the I, volcano. I don't actually actually know if it is. No, I don't know. It's kind of, you know, I've kind of stopped keeping track of it. There's a volcano. Yeah. Eventually, you know, the paths close. They will open again. Eventually we'll get to it again. I mm. think now that we are opening up the country, uh, we're suddenly there's tourists in the street again. It's very interesting. Mm. I think uh, the government definitely wants to make sure that we keep paths open as much as we can to the to the lava fields to the um, to the glowing volcano. No so one's been seriously injured yet. No, no one's died. Exactly. So Some why? people's behaviour, though. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. This um, uh, so MPL. Is, uh, MPL.is, they have uh, an interview, I think it's an exclusive with uh, Vincent Van Reynolds, who was seen on the webcams running away furiously from the flow, very fast moving lava. Mm. It's it's crazy to see it happen. I 
barely, I could barely see it in the in the webcam where there's an arrow pointing toward him. You know, you could mistake him for a sheep or something. Although I don't think sheep would actually be silly enough to go that close to the crater. Um, you know, on top of newly formed lava, which, you know, it could very easily break for there to be lava puddles underneath. Um, and uh, And he actually has a video that he filmed when the lava was kind of flowing towards him and it goes so fast and he's just yelling like, oh my god oh my god it's it's very it's so silly mm. it's so so silly but so he's uh, he's uh, speaking out here in this exclusive with mpl.is where he's telling his side of the story and and saying oh no i'm actually very experienced and i studied geology in school and uh, it is i was never in any danger and uh, people are are being you know very dramatic accusing me of being unsafe i totally know what i'm doing but this is of course this is <laughs> even if he studied geology i mean i, I actually actually think it's kind of shows that he didn't pay attention in class <laughs> if he's walking on newly formed lava. Um, and he was very lucky and and uh, and we're all very lucky that he survived, that he didn't get injured. And uh, not only in the sense that every life is valuable, even if some people try to take themselves out via the, you know, <laughs> Darwin effect. Yeah. Um, but also because when somebody behaves like this and if somebody would actually get hurt, I think that would change access to volcanoes in Iceland forever for everybody. As long as nobody gets seriously injured, we can continue to go, we can continue to see it, we can t continue to learn from a close range, which is very exciting for mm. people who, you know, even people who aren't usually interested in this uh, are. and. I, and yeah, and, and this could have, this could have easily taken his life. And it's it's cold to say it like this in the, in the process to ruined everything for everybody else. <laughs> and it's so often the way, isn't it? Right, yeah. right, right. Uh, now, was that different to the incident of the group of tourists? That, oh goodness! That went over the onto Gonholt. Um, is that different? Right. I don't know if it's different. Is I mean, the they're not people? as they're not nearly as close as he is. No, but they did climb over the the lava that had gone across the path. Right. To get did. to the hill. So they did. I mean, I still, I still, just as I personally still think that's stupid. Very think, much so. I think everybody should, uh, you know, follow the guidelines. You know be where they're allowed to be for their own safety and for the safety of others because if they do get hurt and they can't get out then somebody has to go get them and who has to go get them well it's people who don't actually get paid mm. you know it's people who then have to risk their lives risk their limbs to save some people who you know didn't do what they were supposed to do i think it's quite simple if it's if it's brown or green and cold <laughs> walk on it. If, right. it. if it's black and hot, don't walk on it. Right. And if it's or red... If it's red... <laughs> if it's red... Mm. Yeah, you'd think it's simple, but yeah. yeah. You can still see how people get wrapped up in the excitement. I I went to the lava fields when, uh, when, when the volcano eruption was very new, just within the first week. And already then people were standing way too close to the volcano. Mm. Way too close. And so many of them. Um, and you can kind of see it. It is very appealing. It's very exciting, and it kind of draws you in. 
but at the same time, of course, you have to keep your wits about you. And <laughs> but it's also such a spectacle that yeah. you don't need, you don't need to, to be that close. close. Right. No, exactly. No, you can hear it. You can feel the even some some places you can feel the heat coming mm -hmm. off from it. And you can, of course, if you're even close to the edge of the lava, you can feel the heat coming off there. And no, I don't think you need to go close to it to see it and to enjoy it. Definitely not. This is this is very. It's nice to be able to say that it's silly, and and we can say that it's silly because nothing. R rather actually than happened. tragic. Yeah. 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 Rather than tragic. Mm. Exactly. We could use stronger words like idiotic. <laughs> I think the search and rescue boss said half wits. Yeah. That was his. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. They doesn't wrap his words. No. I think I think half wit is a nice way to put it, uh, or maybe not because it's not an appropriate word anymore. But definitely, Vincent van, uh, what's his name from Wyoming? I'm not surprised people are being mean to him on the internet now, <laughs> so telling him never to come back. Uh, yeah. Next topic. Sure. What else do we have? Lots of stuff. I mean, the three hundred people limit this week and maybe stopping to test vaccinated people arriving in the country. Those are kind of important steps. Right. And hopefully everyone eligible for vaccination will have been offered by the, what, a week from now. Right, yeah. Which is major. Uh, thrilling. Mm. The, ex like, um, the excitement that I feel inside of me, even at the thought of being around 300 people... <laughs> <laughs> Feels like ten thousand, doesn't it? Right, it does. It does. Mm -hmm. I did go to a hundred and fifty people opening, uh, art opening this weekend, and you know, it, it's this piece where you in Harpa, where you go and you go inside and uh, like inside this room, and there's these huge videos on every side of you, and there's music playing. It's beautiful. Mm. And one of the most thrilling parts was that there were so many people there. And we were all experiencing it together. And it's something that I didn't realize I'd missed this, not just being around people, but having this, like, a common experience. So that's very exciting. And, uh, yeah, I don't know where I want to go, where there's going to be 300 people. But, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of places. And definitely for the all the festivals, the arts festivals, for gay pride, for, uh, yeah, for Menikar, Menikar Nocht Culture Night and so on. You know, I really hope this sticks until August. Well, I mean, they're talking about having no restrictions by then. Exactly. So, exactly. fingers crossed. Yeah, mm. I'm really hopeful. And it does seem, you know, they say that Icelanders are more, generally more positive towards vaccinations than most other countries. And... I, I feel like this is kind of testing that point. Mm. There's definitely more people who do not want to get vaccinated than than I personally thought there would be. Um, but I, I do think that has to do with how certain vaccinations, certain vaccines are introduced. People are less excited about getting Janssen because a lot of people get sick the next day. But there's only one shot. Right. I would have thought that would be an advantage. No, definitely. And getting sick 
one day versus getting COVID and uh, risking your life, you know, it, it certainly seems like it's an obvious choice. Uh, I've also heard people who are like, ah, oh, but the lines are so long. <laughs> it also seems like a silly, silly reason not to get vaccinated. But uh, to each, each their own there. It definitely seems like we will reach herd immunity or that we even have reached some sort of herd immunity, which is very exciting. Mm. And uh, and yeah, it's great that the, is it the Norwegians and the Swedes who are lending us all of all of their, you know, Janssen. Meanwhile, I, I don't know what the situation is there, but I, I do believe all the Nordic countries are quite a way behind us in vaccinating. Because they've chosen to not use certain vaccines. Certain vaccines yeah, yeah, certain vaccines, exactly. So, you know, I don't know why, you know, they they do that because of the risk of blood clots, right? Mm. Um, meanwhile, the risk of blood clots for the vaccines is significantly lower than the risk of blood clots is for the pill. And, well, and also for COVID-19 patients. Oh, definitely, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, I do think that... I've, Icelandic women are very, you know, we're all of us are on the pill, or you know, and that's a whole other discussion if that's a good thing. Mm. And I, I do think that many of us saw these statistics and thought, what, what is going on? <laughs> you know, why wouldn't we, why wouldn't we rather take this small risk than risk the big one? Mm. You know, risk COVID. So maybe that's that's a you know, a cultural difference, maybe between the nations. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I have I have friends living in the Nordic countries who have not yet gotten vaccinated and uh, are trying to get home for the summer to get vaccinated. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that did not look like that back in March or February. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So very exciting. I'm just very excited. I'm just very excited about being with people again. Mm. Yeah. And hopefully it can t- and this sort of uh, influx of people this influx of money mm-hmm. from tourism oh sure is you know not everybody loves tourists but everyone loves the impact they have on the economy oh for sure it's so important and and it's, it seems to be working so far right and there is impact on the economy that then impacts our you know arts and culture and the services that you know we have access to so that's definitely something to be excited about i live downtown and I can definitely say that I was kind of getting tired of <laughs> tourists downtown and of all the uh, puffin shops. Mm. But now this weekend, walking around, uh, I guess the weather was, you know, maybe it was a little bit cold. And so there weren't a lot of Icelanders. I think, you know, the people from the suburbs, they were maybe somewhere else. Maybe they were, you know, maybe they were hanging out at home. Maybe, you know, they went for a drive somewhere in the countryside or something like that. But there weren't weren't a lot of Icelanders. And but there were there were some tourists mm. and I got so excited by it. <laughs> it's kind of funny when you when you, uh, you know, spent so long being annoyed at them. And then when they start coming back, it feels like, oh, you know, what's what's that phrase? Nature is healing, right? Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's an exciting opportunity for us to also kind of look at how tourism has impacted Iceland and what we like about it and what we don't like about it and what we need to fix and, you know, kind of what parts of our infrastructure 
we need to kind of get straight if we want to, you know, have this influx again. If we want to go back up to, what was it, 3.5 million tourists a year or something like that. You know, if that's the number we want, then we better be ready for them. Because there are going to be a lot of people who want to come to Iceland now. Maybe even people who've been before, not because it's a hot, you know, yes, because it's a hot tourist destination has been for a while. Um, the volcano definitely plays a part, but also because we're going to be marketing Iceland to abroad as a safe destination because everybody is vaccinated yeah. or, you know, everybody, most people. So we need to make sure it is a safe destination. Right. And, yeah. Right. And in, in so many ways, we need to make safe the vol- make the volcano safe. We need to, you know, have uh, have social interactions be safe. We need to have places for all these people to, you know, to sleep, to uh, to eat mm. and uh, well, you know, to go number one and two, which a few years ago, I was just remembering this a few years ago. This was the biggest problem in Iceland. All the tourist poop <laughs> that was all around the country. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes if it's four hours between destinations and there's nowhere to stop on the way, right. it's not really their fault. Right, exactly. So, you know, we have to get ready for that again. Yep. <laughs> well, time flies. Um, the week in Iceland has run out of time again, unfortunately, but we'll be back next Monday, the 21st of June on roof.is forward slash English, Roof English on Facebook, through the Roof app and your favourite podcast platform. Huge thanks to my guest today, Anna Marsibil Clausen, and also to Ulfhildur Eisteinsdottir for running the studio. Happy 17th of June for Thursday, and don't forget it's a national holiday to celebrate the founding of the Republic in 1944. We finished today, though, with Here They Come by Thomas Welting. Bye for now. Turn off the lights You swear it helps and we say goodnight at half past twelve and I know I'm tired but I'm wide awake I can't escape it every night the conversation in my mind goes on and on There's nowhere to run Cause here they come One by one All the bad things I've been running away from Cause here they come